Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Good morning or afternoon if you're on the east coast welcome into salt live this is that being said with george and myself sammy georgeur this is sports on tap and this is episode 464 happy wednesday we're back for the first time since sunday i'm your co-host sammy georgeur and I'm George Arjour, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports. This episode is brought to you by SontShop.com. Visit S-O-N-T-Shop.com to get some really cool gear right now. The hottest thing that we have on that is for Minnesota Viking fans, actually, because they love them, some Kirk Cousins. And we're selling you Vike that instead of you like that. You Vike that t-shirts so go check those out uh sammy can you tell the fine folks at home what this is this is sports radio redefined welcome in sweet cc says hey guys what is up sweet cc um let's get into it today today is wednesday we came on live after uh after the games on sunday night where we had a lot of exciting stuff um uh so we are here, though. And Sweet Cheese said that intro was long. Hello, I thought y'all forgot about us. We were kind of running late. We pressed play. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, we also, the camera wasn't turned on for a second, so I had to return it on. But we didn't forget. George we're is here. crippled now because uh, I hurt my back, so I was kind of lollygagging around. Back, yeah, back pain's also an issue. <laughs> so That's, that's also an is. issue. Um, welcome in. Let's talk a little bit about the Monday Night Football games before we get into everything. We both have a top 10 we're going to do. Um, we can. There's a lot to talk about. Le'Veon Bell, teams to, we're going to talk about teams to be worried about, quarterbacks, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, But actually, first, before we even get into Monday Night Football games, let me give you my hashtag today. All right, it's National Video Game Day. Ooh, what's your favorite video game, Sammy? That's what my question was for you. Really? Well, my favorite video game is probably of all time NCAA football, but they've retired it now. Uh, I used to love NCAA football. I, you know, Sam, what happened with me in NCAA football, I'm going on a little tangent here, was I've never really, I've broken my ribs before, and one summer I tore my hand, uh, my thumb here on my hand. I, you remember that, right? And somehow I developed the innate ability to play video games one-handed. Uh, and I, that summer I played only NCAA football because I had the cast on for like two months, June and July, and that's when the game was out, and I just love that game. Remember you build your career mode? And you can like kind of be a high school recruit, go through your four years. It was so much fun. But uh, You can actually transfer that player to Madden. And then, yeah, and then you transfer him to Madden once Madden. Yeah, that was the best video game. Right now it's either FIFA or Madden. How about you? 2K. 2K, really? Classic. I mean, 2K is the best game. Uh, Madden games are sometimes too long, too complicated. Also, I feel like Madden can uh, screw you over a little bit. Like, the computer can decide because there's like, oh, I want to make a holding on this play. It's like, well, really, 
winners are holding. In 2K, technically, like if there's a foul, it's, you're usually self-controlled. Like that's fair. I like jumped or reached <coughs> in, but like Madden, they call holdings randomly, right? Like yeah, that's true. It's like oh, I have a great throw. Oh, it's holding. Like why was this one play on the computer holding? Right, and and in 2K, you can like actually control each and every player on the court at some point. In Madden, you can never control the left. Sent left guard. Yeah, and so yeah, that's true. There's less control in general, and that's right. where the holdings come in. Like mm-hmm. I didn't hold. Like why this play? <laughs> One yeah. play I did good. Um, all right, let's get into some Monday night games. All right. So Monday night we obviously had game one, which was um, slightly a shocker, not the most shocking. I mean, I know you. Everybody is probably going into every year is not that sold into Matt Stafford or the Lions, right? But new coach. Um, Matt Stafford against at home against a rookie quarterback and the New York Jets and Sam Darnold just tore them apart. Yes, absolutely. it was embarrassing. It absolutely. I mean, for them, it was embarrassing. There's a couple of things I do want to take away from this game, Sammy, and I have a couple of questions for you. Number one, maybe like Matt Patricia. I'm sorry. I know I saw your video yesterday. It's not going to work. I mean, it's pretty obvious. If you're a head coach in the league. I, you can't go to a job interview with your hat looking like that. I mean, he just doesn't look that buttoned up. I know he's a smart guy, but some people are not built to be head coaches or more built to be defensive coordinators. I'm not I'm not saying for sure it's not going to work. I don't know what he's like in the locker room, but there's already reports of players don't like him. There's already reports. He's, he's kind of that trying to be that guy, something else than he is. The, the reason he has the pencils because oh, Bill Belichick used to carry a pencil around. I understand Another thing, the Bill Belichick coaching trees, none of them have really worked immensely other than Nick Saban, but that's in college football. None have worked immensely in the NFL. And my second question, and this is a separate question, so you can choose which one you want to answer. Are we sure the Jets can't make the playoffs? The reason I'm what was, asking— What was your first question? My first question is, is Matt Patricia uh, was, not going to work? I mean, it wasn't a question. You're just saying why he's not going to work. Okay, I no, get it. Yeah, so is Matt Patricia not going to work? It's my first question. And my second question, are we sure the Jets aren't going to make the playoffs? I mean, I know it's so early or not compete for a playoff spot. The reason I'm asking, outside of New England, is there really a second-best team in the AFC? Yeah. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers are, are better than them. The Chiefs are were probably immense. No, no, no. They're better than them. But is there a clear-cut team that's like a dominant team outside the Patriots like the NFC there's multiple teams that are dominant in the AFC it seems like there's a lot of chaos uh I mean just based off my even my my power rankings that we're going to give today I'd already say the Jags the Chiefs and the Steelers are all clear cut better than the New York Jets clear cut the second favorite second third and fourth favorites uh, I mean, what, what do you mean? Yeah, but I'm saying you're asking, is there a second? So yeah, there is a second. I'm not I mean, saying the Jets are the second best team in the AFC. I'm saying, is there really like a clear cut second place team, or do you think it's a wide open conference? I think there's a clear cut second, third, and fourth team. Okay, I mean, enough. like I think it's pretty clear. If today we're playing one game, Steelers Jets, I'm probably taking the. I'm for sure taking the Steelers. We're taking Jags against 21-year-old Sam Darnold, the rookie quarterback. We're probably he's going to struggle against the Jags. Right. I think they're playing them coming up soon. And the same with the Chiefs. I mean, like I would take Andy Reid. I would take Patrick Mahomes, their defense and their complete offense with Tyreek Hill, that team, and just that team. I would take them I, over I, the Jets. I, I, I agree cut. with that. Okay, I, I I asked that to you completely wrong, so I'll try to re. Is there a clear cut? 
six better teams than the Jets. I, I'm saying, do you think they could be a playoff team down the line? I'm not saying they are a playoff team. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But with the AFC being so wide open, don't the Jets, like the second wild card and the first wild card are probably wide open. That was yeah. a better way to ask it. Yeah, I mean, because that's not what you asked. Yeah, is there a second best team? It's like, yeah, there's a couple second best teams the, that, are, yeah. that are all immensely better than the Jets. And my thing is, uh, but no, I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I mean, I think they, they're going to probably win. They could win seven, eight games. Right. But this is the classic. And I, I'm actually, I'm team overreact week one because there's only 16 weeks. So people that say you can't overreact week one, I've been thinking about that. That's not true because we're already 116th in the season. Like one game is... A, a big portion of the season. Right. You can overreact week one. I can overreact. You, you, like, like on Sunday, we were talking about, oh, we shouldn't overreact about this. Well, then why are we overreacting on Matt Patricia? Because it's probably the truth, right? It's one week, but one week can tell you a lot in the NFL. I know Patrick Mahomes is probably an all right quarterback in the NFL. Right. I know that the, uh, I know that Dak Prescott is starting to prove that he's maybe just a game manager, right? right. I know that Sam Darnold is eventually going to be a pretty damn good quarterback in this NFL. Right. We can kind of see it. We saw Andrew Luck's back. Week one, yeah, you don't want to over overreact, but there is some overreacting that needs to be done because it is a one-week sample. Um, the Jets are going to be good, but I do know Sam Darnold is the kind of guy. We saw this on his first play of his career. He threw a right. pick six, right. his first play. I mean, that that's a Lions team. that We're not talking a, a dominant defense that they face yet. So when they start facing dominant defenses, it's probably going to get tougher. I'm sure a team like the Patriots are going to mess with Sam Darnold. Right. I mean, Bill, Bill Belichick will find a way to make sure he shuts down a 21-year-old quarterback. Um, so it's going to get tough for Sam Darnold at certain points. And we've seen him throw a lot of picks in college and be up and down in his first start, right? right. But. I know what you're saying because I do think there is a little bit of a wide open race for that five or six spot in the That's AFC. That's basically what I'm saying. But they are not going to make it in my eyes. I mean, I think even a, I think we're even a team as bad as the Bills, right? The Bills, maybe they put in Josh Allen, they look a little better. They probably will compete with the Jets in a game. They could. I mean, like the Bills, I know we're saying they're horrible, but at the same time, the Bills could compete with the Jets in a game. We don't know oh, how definitely. Sam Darnold's going to be. Every single game. Well, when you have a rookie quarterback, you can kind of compete with anyone, right? I mean, I, I mean, you, any team can compete with you because a rookie quarterback is bound to make mistakes. So, yeah, you're right. The Bills can compete against them. The, uh, any team that the Jets play this year, could anything could happen because Sam Darnold's a rookie quarterback and rookie quarterbacks make mistakes. But I just feel like this team might be talented enough. I mean, I've heard rumors, and I don't know if they're true. I know they had enough assets to go out and get Khalil Mack. When that when that trade was going and they had talks with the Bears, and now I'm hearing rumors that who knows if the Jets start off hot, which they could, they could actually go ahead. And there are rumors out there that they might make a call to Pittsburgh for Le'Veon Bell and add a weapon into the backfield. So that's why I'm, I think the AFC, the fifth and sixth seed, are wide open. If you if I had a gun to my head, are you going to ask me are the Jets going to make the playoffs? I'd say no, just like you would say. But I feel like with the AFC with it's so wide open that they're going to have an opportunity if they build the team the right way to have a shot to make the playoffs at some point because the AFC is so weak. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as weak as we're saying it is. That's kind of my theory because I think there's always a team that will emerge. I mean, like, you even look That's at— That's true, and I think it's the Chiefs. I mean, they're, the Chiefs don't need to emerge. They've already emerged. Well, yeah, I mean, the right. Chiefs were a team that obviously Andy Reid probably picked Patrick Mahomes over Alex Smith mm -hmm. because he knew he was an upgrade, and— they already we already saw dominance. I mean, you look at uh, you look at uh, uh, sorry, what was I? Who is it? The Chargers. We're right. supposed to be we're Super Bowl that, picks for some people, say, and yeah. the Chiefs just 
ran them out of their home stadium. Yeah. So I think it's pretty apparent that the Chiefs are being picked up right where they left off last year as a top-notch team in the AFC. Yeah. I think the Steelers, no matter what, whether it's James Conner or Le'Veon Bell at the running back position, is a top-notch team in the NFL better than you know m- most teams. We already have a few. The Jags are obviously going to be good. The Colts now with Andrew Luck back are going to be way more competitive. Right. Um, even the, I mean, we saw the Bengals look pretty decent this week too. There's a lot of teams that are already going to be. Then there's going to be a team that's going to emerge, maybe like a Dolphins that have a veteran quarterback, or like the Bengals, right. a team where you maybe didn't have them in your playoffs at the beginning of the year, but they'll probably emerge. I would pick that team just early on over picking the Jets to be that team to emerge. I, I, I agree, hundred um, percent. But like by next year, I think they have one of the best coaches in the NFL, in my opinion, because they've been awful rosters that have overexceeded and now with Sam Darnold by the next year or the year after they're going to definitely be a playoff team yeah and they've actually did the uh, the right move at, with their head coach where they had a couple losing seasons and they signed him to an extension this offseason which adds stability to the to the actual um, organization which you know with the Jets that's a great start bringing a good young quarterback have stability with the same coach and know that the coach is going to be there so I think that's a really, really good sign for for the New York Jets in general. Now, I got a couple. Um, I know we, I said I don't like to overreact to week one, and I still don't. I, I, I try to keep you know as even as a keel as possible after week one. But there's one thing that you can't overreact to, which is week two. When Did you know, Sammy, that teams that start off 0-2? <laughs> Wait, why? Wait, let me, uh, let me, do you know that teams start off 0-2 that start off 0-2, uh, only made the playoffs 10% of the time? So you have ninety. Once you start off zero and two, ninety percent of those teams never made the playoffs. Okay, so that shows too, though, that it, you should overreact by week one too, because if you lose week one, you're already putting yourself at a fifty percent disadvantage right. to make the playoffs. So here are the teams that are two zero and one teams facing each other off. I know we didn't. This is not scripted. We didn't think about this before the show, but I think it's a good place to go. These are the matchups of teams that are both zero and one playing each other next week. You got the Chargers and Bills both zero and one. It's a must-win for both teams, supposedly. But I feel like the Bills, if the Chargers lose, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Bills, done. Yeah, I mean, it's not a must-win. for. It's actually, if it's a must-win for anybody, it's a must-win for the Chargers because the Chargers actually have a chance of making the playoffs. While the Bills, right, right, right. whether they win this or not, whether they go 0-2 or 2-0, they're not making the playoffs <laughs> this year. That's very, very <laughs> fair. Um, and I saw his comment that the Bill, the um, Saints started off 0-2 last year. Yeah, they did. But that's one of the 10% of teams. It's just a hole that you... And I'm pretty sure the Chargers did, and they were one game out of the playoffs. Right. The Chargers I mean, did. The Chargers started off 0-4 last year. Yeah, and they were one game out of the playoffs. Right, right. exactly. Uh, the Saints were the ones that started 0-2 last year. I know. I'm, I'm okay, saying. I thought I said Chargers. So, um, Texans-Titans, both 0-1. And both were borderline playoff teams last year. They, either one of those teams could lose and still make the playoffs. I, uh, I mean, it's actually very plausible. I think especially with the division that they're in, there's going to be an opening for an 8-8 eight and eight team to make the playoffs. There, that's fair. Who, who, who needs this game more? The Titans. Because right. Deshaun Watson is better than Marcus Mariota, so he can pull out some wins later in the year. The Titans, really, they're, Delaney Walker's out. True. You're coming out. You're facing Deshaun Watson at a perfect time when he's coming off an injury and he's not maybe 100 percent yet or like not back to midseason form. This is more important for the Titans. I mean, I, I just think they're catching them at a perfect time where they're 
quarterback is coming off an injury, he's still fresh. Yes, yeah, I'd rather face them now than if Deshaun Watson kicks back up into midseason form. This is their advantage right now. They're out. They have no tight end. He's out for the year. Um, and Marcus Mariota has a lot to prove. Oh, and Marcus Mariota, might not be, Marcus Mariota might not even be playing. That's true. Yeah, he's still. Uh, they still haven't given much out of that injury except saying that it could be multiple weeks or he can start this week. So I have no idea what's going on there. Browns and Saints, both 0-1 at New Orleans. Kind of. What? I mean, the Browns are 0-0-1. That's a good point. Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> what would you consider that? statistician. <laughs> what's the stat on people that start off 0-1-1? 0-1-1. I have zero idea. That's uh, who needs this game more. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I mean the Saints. Yeah, because they they're in the NFC and that and, and they the Buck and Ryan Fitzpatrick is MVP of the NFL this year, and so you're play, facing an M, you're gonna have four MVP quarterbacks yeah. in the division after this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Matt That's Ryan, true. and Drew Brees. All right. If Fitzpatrick keeps up this pace, he is the MVP. <laughs> if he does, yeah. So he's on pace for 16 times five, about 95 touchdowns. Chiefs at Steelers. Now, both of these teams are an 0-1. The Chiefs are 1-0, and the Steelers are 0-0-1. But I wanted to bring up this game. How important is this game for the Steelers? Um, how important is this game for the Steelers? Right. Like, do you want my – like, important – not, I mean, it's important. Every game's – this is my point, kind of. I don't know how to and they that fa- question. And they faced, they faced Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers potent offense week three. Okay, so <laughs> it's not that important. That, so they, if they lose this week, they'll probably win the week after. So it's not that important. Yeah. And this is where I say you should overreact, but you should also, like, take a chill pill. You know, like, yeah. no, no, I it's agree. good to overreact because it's kind of the truth. I mean, yeah, there's certain things that aren't the truth. Freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick stats is obviously not going to sustain throughout the season. But there are things like, hey, Marcus Mariota looks like trash again. Maybe he's not good. Oh, like, he's not good. Uh, and, and, but the, the Steelers, okay, they lose two, two, two first two games of the season or they go 0-1-1. They're probably fine. Right. They're yeah, probably yeah, fine. Abso- I mean, abso- like, we're talking about, look at teams like the Patriots. Bill Belichick has a, has a, a history of starting off bad. I know they won. But, like, if you're a good team, you can afford to start off bad. No, completely, completely agree. Lions at 49ers, both 0 and one. Uh, who needs it more? Yeah, I mean it's more important for the Lions because they had they're the new head coach. The 49ers are gonna be fine the next ten years with right. Shanahan and yeah. Garoppolo. They don't need to win this year. The Lions are actually getting to a point where you've paid Matt Stafford the richest contract at that point. And every single year, it seems like disappointment. He's never won a playoff game. New head the coach. The Lions haven't won a playoff game since 1992. In your lifetime, the Lions have never won a playoff game. Yeah. And Matt Stafford is, was the richest quarterback in the NFL for a couple months yeah. and has never won a playoff game. And you have a new head coach from New England who's supposed to be the next big thing for you guys. Mm-hmm. And week one was a bad start. That's more important for the Lions. Fair enough. And la- uh, there's two more 0 1 games, and they're both marquee games Giants, Cowboys. Uh, they both need this one pretty badly because I think the Giants let one slip mm-hmm. last week. Um, I really think the Giants should have won that game. Eli Manning's maybe just not good anymore, which is which a is, slight problem. Uh, yeah. Um, and the Cowboys, I didn't expect the Cowboys to win last week against the Panthers anyways. Um, if they you didn't expect any, them to look like that where they couldn't move the ball or score barely. I, 
not that shocking. The Panthers' defense is actually very good, and the the total score was what sixteen to eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, like that's we're acting like they got beat. Like the Saints got like gave up fifty. Right. Points. Like right, absolutely. Their defense actually did pretty fine. They Ezekiel. Their one score was who you think it should be Ezekiel Elliott, and it honestly, um, it depends who you think. It depends what you see out of Dak Prescott. For me, I don't think Dak Dak Prescott's very good. So that's kind of what I expect. I expect they're going to score off a running touchdown. You're going to have to play hard-nosed football, and I think they're going to have to get the ball out of his hands more, which is going to be tough. Right. Um, Sam, you know, we this whole thing with Dak, and, you know, I mean, we joke here, call him Dinkin' Dak sometimes. He's, I just, I'm with you. He's probably just not that good. I mean, he was not bad. He's a serviceable quarterback, but does Jerry Jones and the Cowboys really more focus on being serviceable or actually having a good quarterback? I mean, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys here. I mean, would you find it more likely in the next three years? I'll answer this first. More likely in the first next three years that Dak, that Dak Prescott's a Super Bowl champion or a backup? I say he's more likely to be a backup. More likely? Yeah. That was really extreme. I know that's, uh, where, that's where we're going. We're going to the extreme. Most likely, he's not. Gonna, he'll be like a starter that's out of the playoffs. But uh, for the Cowboys, the Cowboys aren't going to let them start to be out of the playoffs for multiple they, years. They love him. They I, love I him think, now. No, he, he's going to be the quarterback. He's not as bad as. Uh, not as bad as I think you're making us because you know, I think Jason Garrett's out first before Dak. Prescott's I agree out. with that. But Dak Prescott in his last eight games has only thrown for over 200 yards once. No, I get that. I don't think Dak Prescott's yeah. good. I've never liked him, but he's probably better than most backups. And he's probably a starter in the NFL. No, like, I, I agree. He's better with than that. Marcus Mariota. And Marcus Mariota is probably going to be a starter in the NFL for the next 10 years. No way. No way. Absolutely not. So I, I Saying teams teams give up on quarterbacks so much quicker than they used to. Now, is what kind of fringe starter? I mean, Josh McNown is a kind of a backup in the league and started last year. So I, let me rephrase that. Well, well, in three years, more likely Dak be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys or out of a league. Like, what's more likely? Starting quarterback for the Cowboys. All right. I mean, they have Ezekiel Elliott. They have yeah. a. That, I, I asked that wrong. I meant to say more likely to be a Super Bowl champion. I was like, why do you not like my answers? No, I'm no, just being honest. No, because I because I gave a wrong. I I, I I gave him out of a league or a starting quarterback. I meant to say would he be more likely to be the Cowboys starting quarterback in three years, or a Super Bowl champion in three years, or out of the Cowboys in three years? That's what I meant to ask. I'll say Super Bowl champions okay. because I think sooner than later Jerry's going to get desperate and try to just spend. I think ridiculous amounts of money on yeah. a super duper team, and you know what? Maybe Dak Prescott. I, we saw Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott when they focused on the run game and had a good old line, go fourteen and two. Was it mm-hmm. and lose to the Packers? Yep. I understand in the, in the uh, playoffs, but if it once again wasn't for magical Aaron Rodgers, they probably would have been the NFC Championship True. that year. Um, so I'm gonna lay low on Dak Prescott. I'll give him another chance really quickly, but I don't think he's that good. Yeah, me either. I, I think he's more likely to be not the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys within three years than be a Super Bowl champion in three years. That's just more likely. But I think it's going to fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's going to be the starter and a team that sometimes makes the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I'm just say, I was just saying the more likely scenario Yeah, from, to me. Um, yeah, sorry. That I, it took me like nine times to ask that question correctly. I don't know why it was so difficult for me to phrase it, but it, it really was. And the last... Um, the last one I have, the two 0-1 teams, is the Bears and Seahawks. And I feel like both of those teams could be 
playoff teams in general, and they both could be uh, fringe contenders or out of a play. Like I think this game is important for both teams a lot. Say the teams again. Bears and Seahawks. Yeah, I, I, I think it's more important for the Seahawks by far because the Bears don't nest it. They're not. They're a first year head coach, second year quarterback. Right. They're not necessarily. They, this is not that. Um, important for them as it would be for the Seahawks. Right. I mean, the Seahawks are a type of team where they're kind of fringe rebuilders, but also have a top quarterback and a top coach yeah. in the NFL. And they just got Earl Thomas back. Like, should we pay Earl Thomas or not? You have maybe the best linebacker in the NFL as well. There's a lot going on in Seattle. Like, when it comes to having a top quarterback in the NFL, a top coach, a top middle linebacker. Those are the three, like, really important things. And the top safety. Yeah, you know what? You're right. They have the pillars. Yeah, but they just don't have the pieces around right now. So it's like, but do they? We're also talking to a team that has a lot of young guys, and they're trying to – they're not in rebuild mode, but they're also not in, like, Super Bowl mode. I I feel like they're in reboot mode, not rebuild. Like, just, like, rebooting the system, like, with new things. But the biggest problem would be is if they start off – 0-2, 0-3 in reboot mode. Yes, absolutely. Because then it says, oh, shit, maybe we should be in rebuild. No, no, that's a fantastic point. While Bears are actually in rebuild. Yeah, they're they're trying to be chippy this year, but they're in rebuild. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to take a step up this year, but they are, like you said, still in rebuild mode. And I don't know who the Seahawks have. Okay, they got the Cowboys in week three, so that's a winnable game. But just in general, you're right. It would look bad for the Seahawks to start off 0-2. They could have started off one and oh, and two and oh, and three and oh, but I honestly, I, know. I, I know. truly don't like to blame refs. I really like because it's not the refs' fault. So I hate to say this sometimes because people would all automatically be like, "Oh, so you're saying it's the refs' fault?" I'm not right. saying it's the refs' fault, but there were a lot of very questionable things that happened in that game Absolutely. for me. The fumble, Pete Carroll, I saw it with my own eyes. Him drop the flag in front of a uh, a referee before the ball snapped, and that would have been Seahawk ball up seven nothing on the fifty yard line. And as you said. Somebody needs to explain to me how this is the best system we have. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, flag, the, red the, flag. Like throw the, it. And the flag fell. Like, there's cameras everywhere. Obviously, the flag was out on the field before the play started. Just check the play next. Why can't it be just like a buzzer that like, buzzes in the stadium like a whistle? Like, bang. Yeah, like, blow the whistle. Some, yeah, like, it, wh- why a red flag? Like, we're so archaic still in so many different things in, in sports. Well, the red flag works. Don't get me wrong about that. My thing is, hey, P. Carroll's like, yo, listen, the red flag's out before the play. Right. We can just okay. I understand they ran another play. They still could have gone to the camera and been like, "Okay, reverse the last play." Sorry, it was a fumble. We missed the flag. Like you can go and change. The, for example, on the touchdown, you can call it not a touchdown, then call it a touchdown, then go review it. Yeah. But you can't check the camera to show that like the guy challenged the play, dropped the red flag before the play started. Like one hundred percent. You're right. No, you're you're right. It, it, it's frustrating. Uh, it's, it is frustrating. So Seahawks could be a lot. Yeah, uh, I think the game is more important, uh, as you do, for the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks, you know, I, the Bears are an up-and-coming team. Um, but I think the Bears know they're a year away from actual contention. I agree. Somehow we went from, I was trying to talk about uh, Monday Night Football, to the entire schedule for next week. I like oh, no, that. Only the 0-1 teams. <laughs> there's was like half the schedule for next week. Uh Sorry, I, it was a little tangible. I think it was good. It was fun. No, it was good. I was just like it was. It went off of something that had to do with Matt Patricia, and I never answered any of your Matt Patricia questions. You oh, I, th- questions. I think I already know your answer to no, Matt. You were like, "So, what do you think about Matt Patricia one and then two? And he's like, "But you know what? There's zero and one teams." And I was like, "All right." So, what do you think of Matt Patricia? Matt Patricia, I don't like as a head coach. Um, right. And you said one thing that you said you can't go to a job review with the backwards hat. That's not true. 
You can go to certain job interviews with a backwards okay, hat. Okay, you're right. You can't go to an NFL head coaching job with a backwards hat, usually. If Bill Belichick went into an interview with a backwards hat, that's fine because mm-hmm. he has clout. He has a serious resume. Mm-hmm. My thing is, here, if Dan Patrick in sports radio went to ESPN for an interview in a hat, it's probably not a big deal. They know the guy. Like right. we know you. You know we know what you do. If I went to ESPN in a backwards hat and said, "Can I get a radio show here?" Their first reaction is gonna be like, "Why are you wearing a backwards hat into this office?" Right. Trying to come get. They a might job. not say anything, but they're gonna That's say the first, thought. first thought. Yeah. And so, there's certain situations in life that if you haven't proven anything, you can't expect. Like you can't give that look off and i know we live in a super like liberal world now where everyone's like everything's okay like no you can be a principal with a face tattoo like no you still can't can't. like you just can't like this doesn't make sense so that's how i feel about matt patricia i feel like he's somebody that's like i'm not when i walk into the office like you shouldn't look like that you know you know what matt patricia is in uh, actual like his uh, degree Mm -mm. He's a rocket scientist. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's super smart. He's huh? super smart, but he must be socially not that smart. No, he is. He's like a – he's just a typical rocket scientist. Like, <laughs> I think he's socially smart. He wouldn't be an NFL head coach if he didn't know how to talk to people. So he would never got to the point where he was if he wasn't socially smart. My thing is, as a, for example, rocket scientists, that's what you are. You have your big beard. You can wear a hat. You can go to work and get things done. It's that's not about what you look like. True. But – that's just not what people want from their NFL coaches, not what I want from NFL coaches. So I'm almost saying I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's wrong. Because, it, like, you like to say he is a rocket scientist. Nobody, like, Elon Musk just smoked a spliff, like, on a show, right? Everyone freaked right. out, but he, these smart people, they don't care about these things, right? Like, right. they don't care about the image stuff, even though everybody else kind of does. Right. Well, and you know what? If you have, like, the, like you said, the clout to back it up, if you have the results to back it up, those things go away, but like we, Elon Musk already has results. Yeah, we have we 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 got data. You're good. Yeah. Um, if Bill Belichick, like you said, came in wearing a backwards hat, we got data. You're good. But when you don't have the data that you're good, and you come in looking like that, the first thing when you do something when you're not good is people are going to point out, oh, why are you, why is your big beard in your backwards hat? You know what I want to do? What's that? This is a stupid idea. Maybe I'll do it for the show tomorrow. I'm gonna. I'm going to make generate. We'll put them on the screen. I want to generate a picture of every head coach if they were wearing a backwards hat. Like, just put a fake backwards hat on them. And look how stupid every single coach would look. You know who like, look, You know how Luke would look stupid in a backwards hat? Pete Carroll. You know who looks stupid? I, I, dude, that's so funny. Yeah. I was thinking two, the first two people in our heads would probably think the same people. Pete Car- and, and Pete Carroll, yeah. And Andy Reid. What would Andy Reid look like in a backwards hat? Would you respect? How about Jason Garrett? He, he looks, look, he he looks go- no, dorky if already. If you backwards hat on any of these guys, even Sean McVay, a young like, right. guy that's your age, I would be like, I've, I've lost your seriousness. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't imagine. Um, let's get to some comments right. before we move on to uh, – we did one and no teams, right? We'll talk, oh, and we'll, one teams, yeah. Oh, and ones. We'll move on to – let's talk about the Monday Night Football game from the Raiders – uh, yeah, Rams. That's an important one. And then I got a bunch of little topics to get through. Um, and we can either do our top 10 right after that or save it till tomorrow. Right. Um, Danny Bright said Rams look good or Rams are good. I like they that. They are good. They're, they don't just look good. They are good. I think they could be the best team in the NFC. And speaking on Matt Patricia, he said, I saw him yelling at his tight end for sitting on the bench during the game. And the tight end looked really confused. Um, seems like he's trying to be Belichick too much. Yes, and that's what I was saying with like the pencil and his thing. He's like, oh, because because Belichick carries a pen everywhere, so now he carries a pen. Every-. Like he's trying to be Belichick two And sometimes if you don't just be yourself, 
like you can take certain aspects from people and try to you know emulate them but when you're not yourself people can see through that yeah but that could be who he is it could be but that's why i don't know if it is or not but i could see him being try to be too much um like belichick right. even though i i don't know maybe that is who he is but right. like that goes back to how he represents himself. You don't look like a guy that should be yelling at tight end sitting on a bench because you're yeah, wearing you're a backwards right. hat and a big-ass beard. That's a good point. Um, Sammy Michael said, boys, when do Bills make Josh Allen their QB? They did. They did. Uh, this morning, uh, officially the starting quarterback, which I think is the right choice. Let him be bad. He's not going to be worse than Nathan Peterman probably. No, he won't. And, I mean, they might, they're going to take their lumps. They might go 2-14, and 3-13, even 1-15. Even but you need to get this guy reps because he's probably your future. He can make every throw on the field. Uh, he's a little erratic, but that's fine. Let him take his lumps. And my man, Nathan Peterman, is just not good. Uh, what, what, what did we hear them being called yesterday? Uh, the notorious Nathan P. Nathan P. Yeah, like yeah. Nathan P. <laughs> He's, he's done. He's never starting an NFL game again. Yeah, I agree um, Omar said, Jets will be fighting for a spot come last few games. They'll be outside looking in, though. Bright future for the Jets if the QB can hold up. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. But they will be on the outside looking in. Yeah, but and we're also... Uh, my only concern with him, of course, as always, is his up-and-downness. So his first couple of years are going to be tough a little bit. Yeah, just you, because you got to remember, like, Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions as a rookie. Like, that's fine. I, I'm fine with rookies making mistakes. As long as they Okay, but, I mean... Sam Donald's not the kind of guy. He's not going to – I don't think he's ever going to reduce the interceptions. What he's going to have to do is he's going to end up year by year. You're going to see a lot of doubling on his touchdown numbers. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a medium interception, high touchdown kind of guy just because that's who he is. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll reduce the interceptions, but I don't ever think he'll be a guy who has small amount of interceptions. Like, so I don't even know if he'll reduce it. He's only, he only threw one last game, right? right? Let's say next week he doesn't throw on the next week throws two. He's going like, to have a game this year probably where he throws three or four. Problem. Maybe, but he's also not that – he's also very mature for a 21-year-old right. quarterback. I mean, he's not Jameis Winston where there are concerns, right. you know, about personality personality and all this where Jameis does have a four-interception game, I think, right. in his career. Um, you never know. He could be that guy. And he seems – we saw this in college, and we've seen it already in game one of the NFL. Mm -hmm. He makes a mistake, and he gets over it. He yeah. clears his mind, and he moves on. And that's why I could see him never really reducing much – Interception numbers, like he could be a pick a game kind of guy, right? Like a pick a game with four or five touchdowns a game. Right. That's who he could be. So we'll see, though. I think he's obviously the, the future is bright. Absolutely. Um, Gabe, Gabe or Gabriel said, "I'm sleeping on the Jags." Um, as in sleeping on the Jags, like you're not into it. Yeah. What do you mean? Is he sleeping on the Jags or are we sleeping on the Jags? He said. And he said, "I'm." Yeah, or maybe he was sleeping on the Jags and you watched him play last week and they were good. I think the Jazz, de Jazz the Jags defense is obviously really good. Um, they still have a question mark in the quarterback position, and I, I just don't know if that's the type of team that can you know make a, another a run at a Super Bowl. I know they went to the AFC Championship last year, but a lot of things fell their way, especially um, in their division. Blake Bortles is so bad. I know. I like, and I know. A lot of Jags fans love him. I put a video on YouTube, and I was getting a lot of hate from Jags fans. Like, don't kick the fucking Jags out of your mouth. You don't know shit about the Jags. Okay. Like, when you have everybody outside your fan base against the guy and a fan base strongly defending guy, it usually tells you something. That, like... The guy might not be that good. Yeah, because it takes defense of people. Nobody in New England has to defend Tom Brady for being the quarterback. No. Of the, nobody has to defend Matt Ryan, even. Right? Like, Matt Ryan might have had a bad game. 
I, nobody needs to defend him to be no, a starting quarterback. No, because we know he's a good quarterback. Uh, Joshua Roddick said, please, just not the Pats. And later he said both teams played badly, and I don't know which one we were talking about. Uh, gave, gave the Saints started 0-2. Omar says, luck is looking good, George. I know. I, I'm no, no surprise here. No one's surprised he's looking good, right? Uh, a lot of people. Uh, Omar, uh, if I remember last year on the comment, said his career is over. Well, damn. Uh, I mean, I'm not as like, you know me, I don't think he's going to win two Super Bowls, but I assumed he's going to be good. I bet on them this week. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I think it's, it's Andrew Luck. Like, he has, I think he's going to be great, but there's also always this concern that you can get hurt again. Right. And uh, speaking of hurt, just really quickly, I wanted to mention this. It's the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I mean, it's almost, it's time to be concerned a little bit. Like, he's, he's had some bad injuries the last couple of years, and even if he plays this week or doesn't play, whatever the situation is, I'm starting to get concerned. Like, this guy, I don't he's know. He's a this, little fragile. He's a little fragile now. He's 33, right? Yeah, he's not young. 34, maybe, I think. Yeah, I think 34. Uh, some bad collarbones. Mm-hmm. He, he's been hitting the leg a couple times now, and now his leg's starting to hurt. We've seen a comp- – I know everyone was hella excited on Sunday, and I was too, about this one-leg game. I've seen him limp around before on the field too and do yeah, this. I know. Because he's been hurt before where he's limping. So – it could be time to be concerned, especially if he plays next week. They're playing Minnesota. He's going to take some shots. I, I mean, we still don't know if he's what, what's going on with him. We really don't. I mean, he said he's playing. He said he's playing, but McCarthy came out yesterday and said he was still not sure. And uh, we haven't heard what the injury is. Is it a sprained MCL? Is it a sprained knee? We don't know what it is. Yeah, well, I'm so not I'm, sure either. Yeah. Uh, and saying my class is also out for the year. I think he's out multiple. He'd probably be like ten to twelve I, weeks. Broken foot. It's a broken foot, so I, I think he could come back in twelve weeks. So if they're in the playoff hunt and they make the playoffs, he's maybe you know he's a high end tight end. He'll that's a back. big loss, huge loss for them. Yeah, he's he's a cam safety blanket. Yeah, that's tough. Omar said Texans need it more. I'm a little shaky about them. Billy O and that O line is just bad. Um, Cowboys need it bad. Will the coach be on the hot seat? He should be on the hot seat already. He should have been on the hot seat last year. Jason Garrett knows something about Jerry Jones or something. Like he's, this guy's Jerry been, Jones is just a loyal motherfucker. He never has been, though, until this. Jason, it took Jason Garrett. He, he, he wasn't loyal been to with Parcells. Coaches, yes. But everything else in life, he's a loyal guy. Like It hurt him so bad just to tell Romo, like, we have to move on. Oh, I know. I and actually, that. the coaches, he's been loyal until they win. When the coaches win, he doesn't like it because he doesn't have control. But he still has control over Jason Garrett. So that's what it is. It's just about yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he just likes the control that he has over Jason Garrett. You're right. He does. I mean, like he's he's been loyal to other coaches until they started winning, and then who? He's never been loyal to coaches. He fired uh, the first guy after he won a Super Bowl, and then he got Jimmy Johnson. Fired Jimmy Johnson after after he winning a Super Bowl. Bill Parcells never won. Fired Bill Parcells because Bill Parcells didn't give him control. This is my whole so, point. Like they either get either has a control when a court, when a coach is good. Winning equals good. Good equals winning. When a coach is good, I think he has no control over him, and that's when he fires them. Other than that, he's had control of his players because he pays them. Yeah. He's been loyal to all his players. Like he's hurt to let go. It takes his son to let go of uh, Tony Romo. It takes his son to let go of Des De- uh, Bryant. Like Jerry Jones doesn't actually want to do that. Right. So I feel like he literally. Is very he's a very loyal guy. Obviously, you could say whatever. He's not loyal to coaches. Everything else, he's proven that he's pretty damn loyal, and he hates giving up players even when they're past the prime. Fair enough. Um, Dane says, "Good looking haircut, George." Thank you very much, Dane. 
I'm behind on the haircut game. Actually, well, I'm not technically. My two weeks is on Thursday. Uh, Omar said, I, I said I can trust his shoulder till he starts throwing it. Can't. Uh, he missed a lot of games. We looked good in the first game back. Yeah, there's still a lot of time to be seen, too. Though. There's a lot of hits to be taken. Yeah, a lot of hits. But he did take a hard hit. And that wasn't on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be – I mean, we're all going to be – I'd be concerned about any quarterback that's coming off injury taking hits. Deshaun Watson looked a little shaky. <laughs> Everyone's going to be shaky coming off injury when they're taking hits. But what's most important is seeing what they, they throw like. Right. And that's Andrew Luck's throwing arm is still his throwing arm, right. which is important. Um, that's what I got on uh, Facebook. All right, and we had a bunch on uh, Periscope, but I lost them. I don't know if you have them on our Sound Sports Periscope. Um, I had to restart mine. I have some girls. here. All right. Um, NOFX fan says Dolphins coach is Chip Kelly 2.0, trading away all talent. <laughs> That's <laughs> said, a good point. He's not that good. When, uh, oh, somebody said, Gray Wolf said, I'm hoping Fournette is back soon. Then he said he's not good when the run shut down. He does nothing. He's talking um, about Dak there. And then uh, Gray Wolf said better than Stafford. They said no way. Uh, one thing about the Adam Gase thing, I actually like what the Dolphins did. They got rid of a lot of guys who make a lot of noise in the locker room and a lot of character guys like Ndamukong and Sue, for example. Uh, Jarvis Landry they got rid of, and I like Jarvis Landry, but he's a weird guy, kind of a weird guy. I mean, the whole bless him, bless him, bless him. I mean, he's not, I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but a weird guy, right? Um, they got rid of Jay Cutler, who I like, but you know he's kind of in. <laughs> we saw him. They didn't get rid of Jay Cutler. Uh, he had he a was, one year. Contract. Yeah, I know. But Jay Cutler's gone, and we kind of saw what Jay, Jay Cutler kind of sucks the life out of a room. If he can't be nice to that hot of a wife, how how is he going to be nice to a receiver who drops a pass? So I, I kind of like. I think this Dolphins team. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but like I said, there's going to be a wide open fifth or six a six seed in the AFC, and it might take only a nine and seven team to do it. And it could be the Dolphins. Who knows? I don't like this Dolphins team, but they definitely. And I, the problem is, I can't assess them off the Titans game. Me the Titans are so bad, and like, that's that was just a weird game too. Yeah. I mean, two weather delays and like. And the Titans have met Marks Mariota, and then Marks Mariota's out. And then I, I know Marks, we don't like Marks Mariota. He's better than their backup. He's better than Blaine Gabbard. Yeah, like, I mean, so. We've seen Blaine Gabbard play. Yeah. He's better than Blaine Gabbard. Um, NOFX fan said you need a defense to win a Super Bowl. Seahawks' O-line is trash, and Bears going to tear them apart. Um, luckily for the Seahawks, they have a guy named Russell Wilson. So Yes, but um, the, he that's can avoid it as much as any quarterback can. Yeah, I mean, any other quarterback in the league and might have – died behind that offensive line like literally this offensive line is such trash i mean how many it's better than last year it's better than la oh, how many sacks did they give up last game six i think six sacks who gives up six sacks well they were playing the broncos i know they're playing the bears this week so it's gonna be the same shit yeah but like when they play the cardinals maybe it might be two or three sacks it's not gonna be six you know, True, like, but that's still a lot we're of about We're playing Von Miller. We're playing the two best, probably the two best pass rushers in the NFL these first two weeks. I know. That's unfortunate, huh? So, yeah, that's kind of how it is. Do we know is Fluker going to be back for the game or no? I don't know. His All hamstrings right. still hurt, but they did. Fluker would be helpful, but it's still probably not a very good online. No, true. Yeah, but it, it would help. And then uh, speaking of unfortunate, unfortunate one on Twitter that, uh, <laughs> that will be better this year Cowboys or Seahawks and is Wilson going to make it out alive against Clomac <laughs> oh, oh, like is he going to make it out humanly alive? alive or like football alive football alive maybe not football alive probably not um, humanly alive yes he, he will not die on the field oh, hopefully um, and I think the Seahawks will be a, like a tiny one game better than the Cowboys just because I think 
games against the Niners and Cardinals within the division is a little easier than what the Cowboys have to face when it comes to the Giants and the Eagles and, and the, the Redskins. Redskins. Who I I was look I look I don't know how if they're going to be any good, but I thought they might be the worst team in the NFC, and I was totally wrong about that. I and they're in my top ten. They're in your top ten. Wow. Yeah. I right. lo- I liked them from obviously I told you from day one. Right. Um. But it, it's a. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just I think when you have Alex Smith, you're going to win nine games. F- fair enough. Now you're right. Uh, that's where that was the one part. The stability of uh, Alex Smith, who's the best September quarterback of all time, also good in September. Uh, He's actually good all year. I know, I know. But he like last year he was like an MVP candidate after September. So um, when you have stability like like him at quarterback, yeah, it's pretty helpful. Yeah, it's gonna it's good. It's really good for yeah. them. Um, Man, I still got a, I got a couple, uh, uh, I got a couple more big topics. We got some, some um, comments, and let's we can save some of these topics for tomorrow because uh, we got, we got, we got a podcast tomorrow. True. And on Friday, but because I do want to talk about Levy, Levy on Bell stuff a little more, but we'll save that for tomorrow because um, that's not going to change. Um, we'll talk a little bit of NBA tomorrow too. AD, cool. uh, Devin Booker stuff. Um, and uh, also, uh, Doug Baldwin to miss a couple weeks for the Seahawks. Now they're on the top of the Seahawks for a second. Yep. Um, yes, MCL sprain said it's going to be a couple weeks now. This is starting to look bad. It's yeah, getting worse it, for the Seahawks. It's not good when you start off the season banged up, and we've already started the season banged up. I mean, our off, uh, offensive line, our biggest addition to the line this offseason, DJ Fluker, out. Doug Baldwin. Out. Um, I, I had a little hiccup there. I tried to. I thought you oh. almost vomited. <laughs> yeah, like, well, the problem there was I was like middle of a hiccup, and I was trying to swallow the hiccup, and it just didn't work out in time. But um, we good. So when you have injuries right at the beginning of a season, and someone like Earl Thomas, who I know made a big impact, but he was out most of all of training camp. That that also worries me. Um, KJ Wright out. There's been a lot of injuries early on in the season for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting. I I think they'll be fine though. Once everyone comes back, they might make a good surge at the end of the year if everyone's back and healthy. True, which is a possibility. And there's that report on the TV. It's kind of what you're talking about. It says Lions players upset with Matt Patricia over team rules and workload. Yeah. Uh, hey, come on, come on, man. Like he's probably like you said, he's probably trying to be. And we both said this, trying to be Bill Belichick. But and no, none of Bill Belichick's uh, coaches, and we see it on the screen right here, none of them are over 500 in the NFL. Okay, it, but Bill O'Brien has a very good chance of making it over yeah. five. He's been the best one. Nick Sa- or Nick Saban. Nick Saban kind of had a bad luck by because the Dolphins wouldn't let him sign Drew Brees. And Eric Mangini wasn't that bad. He actually when you it's he unfortunately eventually went to the Browns. Yeah, the Browns don't help anything. Yeah. So I mean, and this coaching tree is actually not that bad. They're all pretty like well known NFL coaches. Yeah, but they're but, all under five hundred. Yeah, but one thing that we I think we always. Um, underestimate when it comes to coaching trees mm-hmm. is usually when that coach leaves the tree, they're probably going to a bad team that just fired their coach. And so it's always going to start off kind of negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Wow. Uh, absolutely. We've been looking at Andy Reid's coaching trees much better. Oh yeah. Harbaugh, Todd Bowles, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, Pat Shermer, uh, bad record. Yeah. Um, uh, good coaching tree though. Okay. Um, we have, we have a couple comments, and yeah. then let's. Do you want to do our top ten really quick before we sign off? Yeah, and then today on our 
on I'm just gonna go on uh, Facebook, make a video of my college football top ten as well as, and I'll recap my NFL top ten on that as well. Omar says yes. Sammy Jones has to have control. That's why they haven't won anything else, and that's why I can't trust the Rams. Too many characters in that locker room. I agree 100 percent with that Rams comment. Oh, 100 percent. Um, I do have them as my like, number three team in my top ten, but I don't trust them. Number three. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's about them. where I have them too. Um. Melissa Mueller tagged David Mueller. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for the tag. Tag your friends. Dane said, this isn't sports related, but Mac Miller thing has been on my mind like crazy. I did mention this other day, I think, the Mac Miller thing on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, He said that it's insane. Isn't it insane uh, that Ariana Grande and Mac broke up in May? She got engaged to Pete like five months later. That's nuts. It's absolutely not her fault that he's overdosed, but I can't imagine being in his shoes. So actually, this is an interesting interesting thing is I did see a lot of hate saying it's Ariana Grande's fault that he overdosed. I think that's unfair to her. Yeah, it's unfair to her. He went through a lot. I get it. But uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. But you can't blame it on her, I think. No, absolutely. Um, All right, let's go through our top 10. And let's let's have something fun here with the NFL top 10, Sammy. Let's criticize each other on your biggest disagreement on your top 10. What if I don't have a disagreement? And tell me you don't have it. Okay. Then make one up. What's your biggest disagreement of mine? Are you ready? I'll go first. My top 10. Should I go reverse order or beginning order? Whatever you'd like. All right. Number 10, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I do not like the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. And I think Ben, Big Ben, didn't look too good. I got the Chargers at 9, Ravens at 8, Eagles as my seventh best team in the NFL, Packers as 6, Panthers as the fifth best team. I love their defense. And I think uh, they're a very underrated team. Chiefs at four, Rams at three, Vikings at two, and the Patriots at number one. Yeah, I mean, not much to disagree with there. All right. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't really like the Chargers being in there over a couple teams. Okay. Um, you don't have the Jags on that list? No, I have them as my 11th best Yeah, team. I mean, like, the Chargers are, should be ahead of the Jazz. Just speaking, if you talk about last year and mm-hmm. already this year to start. I mean, they just fucking got ran off the field in their first game while the Jags beat a good Giants team in New York. Um, the Jags, I think, are obviously better than the Chargers right now, but um, long-term Chargers are going to be fine also. So it's kind of it's kind of a 50-50 thing, but there's about eight, nine teams that could fit into the 9 or 10 slot. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt like, too. Like my 9, 10, 11, 12 spot was all like kind of jumbled. I mean, you could up. have the Saints, the Falcons, the Ravens. Yeah. I have the Redskins there. You could have the Cowboys, the Seahawks still there if you really wanted right. to explain that. You could have the Denver Broncos who won be like, oh, I think they look good. You could right. have a uh, – you could say the Texans. I expect them to be – if you had them at five to start the year and they only dropped five spots for one loss, that's understandable. Right. So that, there's a I lot of saying. teams. So, yeah, I mean I don't have the Jags in there, but I had them – it was the Steelers and Jags, the two teams I was kind of like looking at. And so I put the Steelers over the – and Chargers, Steelers, Jags are my three, 9, 10, 11 teams. So, yeah, I left off the Saints, Falcons, Ravens. I okay. just thought um, Saints and Falcons, they took L's. So I'm just going to stick to teams that won pretty much mm-hmm. um, for the most part, I guess. Okay. Um, and then the Ravens are right there, but I want to see it not against the Bills. So I have 10, the Redskins. I've been saying this. All year, I just think Gruden's a good coach. I think he's better than his brother right now, actually, because he's been in the league, league for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Gruden's a good coach. You have Alex Smith. Adrian Peterson looked good, by the way. And I said he's going to look good for about six or seven weeks. Yeah. If you can get six or seven weeks out of him with the young running backs they have, I think you're going to be fine. Um, Jags at nine. Okay. Everything, but Blake's Bortle, everything but Blake Bortle is great there. Uh, Panthers at eight. They were Their offense was a little slow. 
uh, last week, and they just lost Greg Olson, so that's very big concern. Um, and I'm pretty sure Keekley might have been concussed again. Yeah, and probably. I mean, unfortunately, so he might that have to retire to him a lot. He might have to retire. Um, Steelers at seven. You can't tie with the Browns and be higher than seven on my list, but. That's uh, kind of why I had him. I had to put him down at ten. Yeah, and there's too much drama going on. That's just like a punishment on my end. Yeah, uh, Packers at six. Um, I'm actually concerned about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, five. I have the Chiefs. They just look freaking good, and they're always in my top five every year to start the year. <laughs> Eagles at four. I actually don't trust them. I actually think the Eagles are not going to be that good, but I can't really knock them right now because they beat the Falcons. True. And the Falcons are a good football team. Uh, Rams at three. Don't need explanation. Vikings at two, Patriots at one. So we have um, the same exact top three. Yeah, good. Wait, where did you have the Chiefs at? Five. Okay, so we just reversed that one. Yeah. Um, my thing specifically is pack Patriots at one is obvious, I think. I mean, I don't know what else we need to see every single year to, to understand that they're probably the best team in the NFL again. I know. It, well, people just don't want them to be. I mean, and you take that Super Bowl last year against the Eagles. Probably if you play that five times, Patriots probably win the majority, three or four. Of them. Three or four, yeah. So... Absolutely. That's just what it is, and it all. And this is kind of. Well, I'll use this as an example when we go talk about Le'Veon Bell tomorrow. It's just the reason I say don't sign him is he's James Conner. First of all, was great. Um, number two, you have a team that's kind of against him now. Three, he's selfish. Four, look at the success of all these teams that don't pay giant contracts to running backs. It's better when they're on rookie deals. It's better when it's on lower money. Um, paying running backs always just results in the rest of the team missing out and that's where i don't like it pay your quarterbacks follow the patriots like if you see what the patriots do it do what the patriots do yeah do the patriots way seems like it might be the right way huh uh one more thing i want to take off of what you all you just said about the james connor thing go watch the replay when james connor scored his first touchdown and go see how happy his teammates were that that was on purpose yes exactly they do not like Le'Veon right now no because he's selfish and he's putting himself ahead of the team, which is not what it's supposed to be. The old linemen, put them, they put you before themselves right. every single game. That's their point. They're supposed to protect you. They have your back, and you don't have theirs now. 100%. So it's like, why are we going to be on your side? He's selfish. They don't need him. And I, everyone will freak out. He's the best back in the league. Okay, I don't oh. care. Like what, it, what, how, what team has had the best back in the league and won a Super Bowl? Yeah, because I'll tell you, you'll say maybe the Seahawks were close to having the best back. Lynch was not the best back, though. Adrian Peterson was. Yeah, and you have uh, – I think Adrian Peterson was the MVP of the league the year the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean – I think he was, right? Yeah, the Seahawks made a Super Bowl with the best running back in the league, maybe in Sean Alexander yeah, at that time. Yeah, he won the MVP that year. But they didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. Um, I think that's the last time the MVP of the league was a running back and that team actually went to the Super Bowl was that year, I believe. Who were the last couple Super Bowl winners? Um, we had the last year the Eagles. They did not have the best running back in the league the year before they had that. Blunt, I think, was their best, right? Or well, no, Jay Ajay or Blunt. They had a nice committee. I mean, now also now today is a lot more running back by committees. Yeah. So it's not the same as it used to be where you had that workhorse back. And then you had the Patriots. We don't have to mention it. The Broncos, they had uh, Anderson, CJ Anderson. I don't know. They had like a poo-poo platter. Patriots, Seahawks, the Ravens. They had Ray Rice? No, Ray, not, was it Ray Rice? That was Ray Rice's year, I think. Yep, the Giants. No, they did not have the best running back in the league. Who was the running back when they won? Uh, that one big guy, Jacobs, right? Brandon Jacobs? Possibly. And then Packers, Saints did not have the best running back. Pittsburgh again. 
Giants, Colts did not have the best running back. No. Nope. Uh, Pittsburgh, Tron Bettis was good, not the best. best. Uh, New England, New England, Tampa Bay. New England, Baltimore, St. Louis. St. Louis, maybe, was the last time, right? The, the Marshall last time. Marshall Falk was the best back in the league. Yeah, that was the last team that won probably that had the best. No, we're, ta- we're not talking top five. Like, the the best. best running back. That was it. There you go. We right. had to go back all the way to 2000. Yeah. And that's sh- right there. That should tell you, you don't need to pay the best back in the league. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. They can have $15 million saved a year, not mm-hmm. signing Le'Veon Bell. You can keep Antonio Brown. You can keep Juju Smith-Schuster. You can keep Ben Roethlisberger. You can keep your O-line. Mm-hmm. You can keep James Conner. You can go sign some new pieces on the defense, Mm -hmm. get two great defenders, and you're probably the same team. 100%. And, you know, um, this year might be a year where we could have the best running back in the league win a Super Bowl with Todd Gurley. Maybe. But you know what would be funny if that happened, Sammy? It would be the Rams again. So only if you're the Rams should you have the best running back in the league to win Super Bowls. Yeah, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think so either. Um, An NOX fan... Whatever how you say it. it says when do you think Hugh Jackson gets fired and Baker Mayfield starts? Hugh Jackson will not get fired this year. Again, my prediction because once they do okay, once they realize they need to start Baker, they're gonna start Baker and then he's gonna get his next bill of okay, one more year. Um, I think I think it's likely Hugh Jackson gets fired at the end of this season, but he'll finish out this season. There's no way. If they win over four or five games, the reason I think he could get fired is the GM was not the one who hired him. He's a new GM. So sometimes the GM likes to bring his guy in. I don't know what kind of relationship the GM and the coach have, but if they don't have a good relationship, unless a crazy turnaround, I think he gets fired. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we should probably wrap up today. It's 11.15. Right. We'll be back tomorrow, though. should always wrap up. Though. No, always wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, some college football, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, we got some NBA topics. Yep. And, of course, we'll just we'll be talking Thursday night before the game. A um, whole bunch of stuff. So, we'll be back. This was episode, George, you know what episode this was? 464 nice. of Sant Live. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, at Sant Sports. That's S-O-N-T Sports. Check us out on SantShop.com to get your merch. Uh, SantSports.com. And on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type in Sound Sports. It's easy. Um, you can find us on Twitter here, too, our personals. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for episode 465. George, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.